0: Welcome back to the Masters of Recon Podcast, formerly known as the PDR Coach Podcast. If you're looking to launch your career after physical PDR training, then make sure you focus on the business side just as much as you do on the pushing side. You need to learn to push dense and you need to learn about how to get dense to push. The PDR Launchpad program has been completed by dozens of other new PDR technicians and it helped them get their business off the ground. It's a thirty part video video course. That teaches you literally everything you need to know about starting a new painless dent repair business. You'll learn things like creating a business entity, which insurances to have, creating a logo, branding yourself, social media, in-person and online sales, phone skills, short-term and long-term marketing strategies, how to expand your business, and several mindset tools that I use in my coaching, my uh, one-on-one high-dollar coaching clients. You can find the program at denttrainer.com courses slash PDR launchpad. Um, again, denttrainer.com slash courses slash PDR Launchpad. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast, Trainers Edition, where I interview the top trainers in our industry for you so that you can make the best decision on where to go learn the art and skill of PDR. Welcome to the show, Tom Price. Thank you. What's going on, man? All right, right into the questions. What is your name, which I just said, what's your name and the name of your training school?
1: I am Tom Price, and our training school is PDR Legends. Gotcha.
0: And what is the website for your training school? PDRlegends.com. Easy enough. Uh, where is the training facility located?
1: We are in northern Colorado, about an hour north of Denver, up here in God's country, looking at the beautiful 14,000 foot miles.
0: Awesome. And you did mention to me, I will remind you, you did mention to me that You have the physical location developing an online platform of some sort. So feel free to talk about that as well as I'm asking these questions. Okay. Um, Is there, is there a separate website for that as of now, or pdrlegends.com is where you find it? Uh, No, no. but but,
1: you know, the, the name for when everything is out there to roll together will be called PDR Legends Educational Media. Got it. So, but that does not have its own domain yet. That's
0: online. Got it. So. But so, PDRlegends.com, you can find out some info on the future of uh, your online training program. Yep. Um, were you, are you, or have you ever been a PDR tech? If so, for how long?
1: I was trained in 1992 by Lido Natalia Ovalorama from Death Lizard in Miami.
0: Gotcha. So, coming up on 30 years almost. Um, why? In my body. <laughs> <laughs> why did you start a training school and when did you start a training school
1: so i actually trained for another big entity i don't know if you want me to mention that name or not you can, if I'm allowed it's, to. it's
0: up to you you can it, i just would say i stay away didn't. from talking anything negative about them but if you want to mention them to nothing negative i uh
1: i i left at wizard uh in 1997 and I moved out to California, and I trained for top students from Dinking, and trained quite a few students. That's where I actually learned how to train. And then uh, went to another company, then moved back to the Midwest, and have been training under my own name for many years.
0: Gotcha. So, you, when did you start training people for Dinking? I guess that's when you started. When, what year was that? Nineteen ninety-seven. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And then when did you start your own training? 1999. Got it. Cool. Um, how many techs have you trained, I guess, throughout your whole career? Or if you have an idea of how to separate those from Dinking King to now or whatever, um, how many techs have you trained? And if you have any idea of how many are still pushing today, that'd be a good, good info to have. I,
1: I mean, I stopped counting at 250. I'm somewhere in that 250, 300 range. All right. Kept in touch with a lot of them as long as I could, and after a while, sometimes people, you know, you just there's so many people to keep in touch with. I could spend every night of the week just calling old students. But uh, I, I will tell you this: I've trained a very high percentage of successful students that make a good living at this. Gotcha.
0: So. Um, how many checks on your on your current training program um, as of late 2021? How many texts do you train at a time, and how long is your program?
1: So we usually do, if we're doing new students, we do a two week curriculum. And uh, we found if we go longer than that, their mind tends to wane. So we do two weeks if they want to come back later, which I've only ever had one student take me up on that. But we pack a lot into those 10 days. And classes are usually four students with two instructors. Sometimes we even have more instructors Plus, we have guest instructors that come in and do. For instance, I don't do the modern, just hammer blending. I'm the old hammer and tap down blending guy. So I bring in my ace son, Luke Price, and he's an amazing blender. So he does that segment. And uh, yeah, we bring in different people. We bring in Ron Cronon to show all the different machines to use the, the, the killer, the dent killer, the, all the different Woyos, all the different hot boxes, aluminum, steel. So we bring in instructors that are good at what they do to teach the different aspects of paintless dent repair.
0: Got it. Why should a new tech pick your training school? Maybe you just answered a little bit, but what's unique about your training school?
1: All right. Well, we are we are really kind of based on old school. I say it a lot. Okay. I was trained by Dent Wizard, by Lido. Um, it is time-tested principles that I have passed on and hybridized from being with other trainers and working with other dent guys, being a many many year hail tech. So I get pollinate, you know, get pollinated. We cross pollinate when we work with other people. So I've been around the block. I have literally done. I I guarantee you, you cannot probably name one part of paintless dent repair that I haven't done. From auctions to routes to auto plants to you name it, retail, wholesale, everything. So. So the reason that we are really big, we're big in the fundamentals of actually teaching metal theory and metal physics. And I think that is greatly lacking. And I do believe there is a my way or the highway teaching there that is missing. There isn't, um, this is not like um, Buddha where there's a hundred ways to heaven, okay? I I really believe that you could show paintless dent repair done the first time. And we teach you how not to make mistakes. And I know some other people teach a different way. That's fine. You know, everybody's got their deal. But uh, we're really big about learning it correctly. And we have a lot of rules in place to keep you from getting off the track. So we're real big on the fundamentals. You will learn theory. You will learn to understand why this dent is either working with you or working against you if you're doing it wrong. So that's kind of our thing. The skill is in the technician. Then they can learn to get tools, then they can learn to go if they want to do something more specialized. But we are really big in getting you off to a good start and some of our, you know, I will say this, this is my own unabashed uh, pat on the back, I've trained more dental Olympic champions than anybody. So it means I, I do know how to pass on that heritage and I'm also proud, Corey, that even though I've been a very good tech over the years, I've trained a lot of guys that surpassed me. And I'm really proud of that because I really like to see guys become the top of their game.
0: Got it. The next question you may have answered a little bit, if you want to add something to it, that's great. Can you summarize your philosophy of PDR training and how it works? Like some, some standardization things that you have, maybe you touched on it. Feel free to add more if you have like a philosophy around Metal theory that you want to share with us, or something like that.
1: Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. That's probably a little bit nebulous for me. For me, uh, as far as as uh, we teach you to work with the stress that's in the panel, the stress that was stamped in the panel, the memory that's already there, the molecular memory, and of course we have an absence of that with aluminum and some of the hybrid panels. But we're really teaching you when you're pushing that the first place you're pushing at the bottom of the den of a round den or whatever that's actually the first part in of the damage and that's the first part back out and we teach an actual rotation method um, and it works it's it's time tested we have even changed our exercises over the years finding your tooltip. we've changed those where they're not the standard x's and o's anymore um, we've just learned to get kind of short you know we're, what we're looking for when a student comes in is we have a schedule there of 10 days and they don't all move with the same schedule do you understand but we have a path that is one two three four five six seven eight they do not go from one to three like the american education system because they're third grade they go to they stay in first grade until they graduate they stay in second grade something so We we move you along at the pace that you proficiency out of the skill. So we're real big on that. And if there's, we have some real foundational rules. And if you break those during class, we go right back to the chalk talk up there, the the dry erase board. And we go, which one of these three rules did you violate? And then we make them learn and we make it get in their head while they're there. So it's really cerebral. PDR training is 90% mental and 10% physical. The students think it's physical because they hurt at night, you know, their joints hurt, their elbow hurts. They close their eyes and they tell me, I I shut off the lights in my room exactly like you said. I went to bed on time and I saw the light burned into my eyes. And I'm like, yeah, that's because, you know, we're looking at wavelength of lights that really are less than ideal for our body. And that's how we learn our reflection system. But, it's really mental. That's what this game is. is mental. So we're trying to teach you the mental toughness and we're trying to show you the my way or the highway approach so that you really proficiency out. If you trusted me to spend thousands of dollars of your money, don't come to training and then say, what about this? Or I think this is better. Um, it doesn't go good in my training because there isn't anything they can tell me that would be new to me after training hundreds of students for Twenty-two years. Does that make sense? So totally, there isn't new discoveries of hey, I found out if you put the light at seventy-five degrees and hang it over the corner and swing it on a chain, that you see better. I'm like, no, we're <laughs> gonna go back to <laughs> tested. Principles. But All right. you know, I, I get it. I don't mean that wrong, but people do sometimes come into class and try to take over the class, and I'm like, hey, who's teaching this class? I can do this. I can show you how to do this. I can teach you how to do this. Let's stick with the curriculum. And then someday when you're all done, you're going to look back and go, he was kind of annoying in class, but man, he really kept me on the right track. And, and I had that happen a lot. Students will go home and they're like, God, you just wrote us mercilessly. And he goes, and finally, I would see it three months, six months, everything he said, a light bulb would go off. Like now I know why he just kept saying that to me a thousand times. And you look. We try to, I always tell students this, Corey, I try to make this so you understand, but even if you don't right now, will you please just do it and then you're gonna see the payoff down the road. So we're just real structured. How's that? I mean, I'm really structured and I kind of got off that path for a while. And then some of my older students were like, you're too easy on these new guys. You need to go back to your, and there's old videos on the internet of me as Sergeant Rico, where I'm wearing a drill instructor's outfit. You've probably never seen him, but there's a lot of humor. I, I did a class like I was a marine instructor, and people go, That's like his real class. So, anyway, I've kind of gone back, won the pendulum back in the middle, you know. So, anyways, that's what's I don't know if I answered your question, but that's what I had to say. That's
0: your philosophy. That's the philosophy of PDR training right there from Tom Price. Um, what do you offer your trainees outside of physical? PDR training, such as <clears throat> tools. Like do you get you give them physical tools with a package or a list of tools to purchase? Or do you help with PDR pricing, marketing, sales, social media, anything outside of physical PDR training? Okay.
1: So here's what our class does. I tell you, if you haven't bought tools, please don't. If you have never pushed a dent, please do not practice before you come here. Now I know that's the exact opposite of some, some of my peers in this industry will tell you to pre-practice, to do this. I want, and this is a weird word in America, I want a dent virgin. <laughs> if you're a virgin, I can just pour into you. If I have to give you a dent lobotomy and I and IT students shove a whale tail up under their eyelid to give them a dent lobotomy, it, it takes away from the speed of their actual learning because they have to unlearn things. Do you understand? Cause we're trying to teach you how not to make mistakes and how to minimize. So, so that would be it there now. On with so do you, that.
0: Do you provide I, tools for them or no? I do not I provide,
1: but but here's 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 where I was going with that. I have been making a thirty-piece set of tools. It started out with a Japanese company when I trained years ago. Wanted a thirty-piece master set, and I had those made by Dent Gear back in nineteen ninety-eight, and that set was made all the way till Dent Gear. Um, Sold out to Dentcraft here a few years ago. And then A1 has been making it in the meantime. Um, you know, not exactly Dent here, because they're, you know, they their alloys are a little different, but I have that set made. I don't make any money on that set, but I tell my students, I want you to come to class. You can bring your tools you like. I want to show you what we use. And then when you're done, if you want me to order those tools for you while you're here in training, or if you want to do them later. And again, I'm not making anything on that, but I tell them if they listen to me, they will buy less tools because what happens if you call a tool company and ask them how many tools they recommend? They're going to tell you a hundred. I'm going to tell you 30 and I still use those 30 tools after all these years. There's very few additionals that are not in that set that I have perfected over the years. So. So yeah, there is no hotels, there is no hotel rooms. I mean, included in the training, you're not going to play on a golf course when you come here. It's Monday through Friday, hard five days. Take the weekend off. Monday through Friday, hard five days. And
0: and, and so, how about the soft skills? PDR pricing, marketing, sales. Anything you can touch on that we at all? That.
1: We do all that. We will actually run through Mobile tech RX to show them how to write hail estimates when they're here. We will show them also, and again. I still hand out my 14-part DVD series, which is probably the most inclusive video. Um, and again, we've had a joke about this. PDR coach me. Is, so, yep,
0: PDR so, coach, the original. Corey,
1: you, you give me your address. I'm going to send you a complimentary set, and I want you to watch them. You know why? Because they cure insomnia. If you got a night when you can't sleep, if you hear my voice for 40 minutes, you will have the best night of sleep you've ever had in your life. But They're really good foundational, and I tell my students, watch these before you come to class, and then when you have a problem, when you're stuck, watch them again, the first three primarily, and then call me if you want to call me. But those those videos really answer a lot of the questions that they get stuck on. So that's what I provide. You get my free video set, and again, we're building an online library, which will be coming out And I won't name the sponsors, but I have eight prominent industry sponsors that have contributed to this project. So when it's finally done, it will be good. And- Awesome. Just be another space for those that want maybe a little bit more structured training. Gotcha. And again, I uh, will say this, I don't believe there's any perfect substitute for one-on-one or in-person training. I understand some people can't do it, they can't afford it. They live in another country, but um, the video series is what it is. It still can't sit over your shoulder and go, Hey, Corey, move your head. Hey, Corey, you know, but put your light down. Hey, Corey, it can't do that. That's what that's, you know, that's it, hard to do that in a virtual setting too.
0: Or teach you the next question, as I have is, do you teach anything about ergonomics or protecting your body? Not something the DVDs probably cover. No, because you can't say, hey, you know, do this differently.
1: I, yeah. Quit cocking your head like that. Don't have that tool, your arm so far behind your back. You know, that's kind of stuff. If I'm not watching you, I can't correct you. So the videos are limited. You know, online is limited, but I understand that's where we are in the world. Every Every major corporation has online or virtual training. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I still will speak my piece that if you want to learn this the quickest and the best and have a more successful, quicker career, find a good trainer, spend 10 grand up front, and you will be well ahead of trying to figure this out yourself.
0: Gotcha. And do you, the, the question, do you teach anything about ergonomics or protecting your body in training?
1: Uh, yes, we do. We don't have an actual session, but when we're actually talking and they're working and standing, And we show them about adjustable handle tools and different ways to stand your body. If you have a bad back, you might do this approach. Uh, If you have knees, you might want to work on a kneeling pad. You might work on a stool partway through that dent. You want to make sure that you're keeping your trunk low centered. If you get high centered, that's how you end up with shoulder surgeries like me (laughs) and stuff that nobody shot. You know, back in the day, this was just pushing and, and, you know, just huffing and groaning and it was just raw. I mean, we didn't have all the stuff we have today. The nice tools, the comfortable handles. I had steel tools sitting on an asphalt parking lot at 150 degrees, picking them up. And my hands all got blisters and calluses. In fact, I still got them. You want to see my debt Wizard callus, that weird thing? That's from holding that master tool, pushing down. And if you remember what a master tool, it looked like a leaf spring. And here's all those years. There it is, right there. I see that pushing on. on I have a permanent challenge that will never go away. A reminder.
0: A reminder. Um, Do you train with (laughs) lines, fog, or both? We
1: train with fog only, and and I will say this. I know some of my peers use lines. I will say this. I believe the fog method is easier to learn. I'm not saying it's better than line. I believe it's easier for most people to process. And that's why you train. That's my Cool. It is.
0: Cool. It it is. Uh, Do you train for route work or hail or both?
1: I train for whatever part of the industry you want. It it can be all. If you know you're going to be a hail guy, that we're going to spend most of our time on flat panels. We are going to go to the sides, of course, because even when you do hail, you got to fix the sides. If you're going to be a door in guy we spend our time on the sides more than the tops okay so the student will tell me what they want to do ideally and we train that way if you want to learn to work outdoors we'll go work outdoors off of a reflection board in the sun um i spent a little bit of time on that so everybody knows at least that you can work outside and i'm sure you're an outside guy working from your Den pro days so you know, people had a hard time believing back in the day that you could work at a high level outside, but if you have a correct board and know how to shade yourself, I would say you can work at 98% of the accuracy that you work indoors. You can see and learn to see with your eyes and all the subtle shadows and stuff outdoors.
0: Gotcha. So both so, route work or hail, depending on the tech. Uh, do you teach yep. working inverted, also known as upside down or right side up or both?
1: I here's what I do. I demonstrate all of the ways you can stand or sit or kneel. Okay. I show the pros and cons of each one. And then I tell them why I am more prone to the upside down method because I believe your head gets flatter to the panel. And when you're working upside down, you aren't messing around and it gives you superior leverage. Now, the, the downside is blood's running to your head. So it isn't time to sit there and tell a joke, but it's upside down time to work you work. But it is very efficient. And I will say this, a lot of the guys that have won the Den Olympics trained by me, they work upside down. And that didn't come from me, that came from Lido, And uh, that's still the way I work, even with my bad back, believe it or not, when I stand upside down, it stretches my back and I feel better, not worse. Now, if I lean forward, it hurts me worse. So I show everybody, I let them do what they want. Um, I don't push that. Back in the day, it was 100% you're going to stand upside down. But some people have physical limitations. They're shorter. They can't, won't be able to do a truck door standing upside down unless they're standing on a melt crate or something. Do you understand? So, so I let that choice, but I show you the pros and cons of every possible stance you can want gotcha. to do. Uh,
0: do you offer advanced courses? So you have that original course for people Uh, two weeks, I believe it was, do you offer advanced courses after that, outside of that?
1: I do, and I seldom have anybody take me up on that, because I believe they get a good foundation here. I've spent a few times with some students that came back that felt they needed to go to the next level, and a lot of times, though, Corey, I'll be real honest, people call me all the time for advanced training, and they get here, and I try to tell them, it's probably a lot of retraining that we have to do more than advanced training. Sometimes that hurts their feelings, but it's usually a foundational thing that gets them to the next level. And uh, so, yes, I, I will, I will do whatever I have to do with that. We, we do do just advanced, like in glue pulling for sure. I always teach to go to the next level with glue, especially on the hail end. Um, My son Luke does the hammer blending. My other son, Seth. He uh, he's real good with the real good with the structured. If you're struggling, he'll sit right over your shoulder and literally, uh, to use a phrase here, we'll both like coach your way through this. So, <laughs>
0: oh. um, let's see, advanced courses. So yes, but not really. No one's ever taking you up on it. Um, do you train techs for any large companies, dealers, manufacturers? Um anything like that specific I have done
1: that. I, I have trained for some auto plants before. Um I've trained for a company that trained at auto plants. Okay. Um I've also um hang on a second. What what was your question again, Corey? I yeah, I think do I you train,
0: yes, okay. Do you train for any large companies like dealers, manufacturers, plants consistently? So, do you I train also- for-
1: I've also done retraining when people work for other large corporations and needed to get certified to retrain. I have done that in the
0: past. But does like a manufacturer say, hey, Tom, can you train this guy for me and send him back and so he can fix dents for me? Do you do that? Um,
1: Yes. And I've done a fair amount of body chop training and that's hard to do because they always pick bad candidates and don't want to pay them. But we have (laughs) figured out how to succeed in that market. Um, You know, there's a lot of variables to making everything work with the student, with the trainer, with their finances, with everything. And it's got to be an ideal world scenario for people to compete. And especially in this market now, you really need to find a niche and go after it. Sure.
0: Uh, Do you offer any sort of certification or graduation thing? And if you do, is it based on anything, fixing a certain type of a difficult level of dent or anything like that any sort of like hey you completed this course
1: no we 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 just have completion of the course or if they were really struggling and this has happened very seldom i would offer them additional days on me feeling like maybe i couldn't get communicated to them but no there's you're going to get a graduation certificate okay from us but it's not going to be like a veil test or anything like that no okay got it no Most of the Corey, you know this. You remember your training. At the end of the training, about the last thing you want to do is take a test. Now, I had to do it to get out of debt Wizard, and it was really mentally excruciating because you are spent, you've been there six or eight weeks, and then the boss takes his own Lexus, their own Mercedes, and hits it with a metal flat bar across the body line and tells you, you can fix that today, you get the leave. But that was very mentally excruciating. And Dead Wizards training was very, very much like physically like boot camp or SEAL training. That's really what it was back in the day. And they were trying to eliminate the weak from the good. you understand? So mine is more, again, I'm not going to let you leave here if you're awful, okay? Um, I have sent some students home before that just absolutely couldn't do it. That's never a happy moment. But I'm really sick what I believe is going to be just a waste of time or money for them. I have done that. Um, again, that's not a popular thing, but later I've had them call me and go, Hey man, I'm glad you steered me the other direction. Perfect. So,
0: um, so what are the package options, um, and the cost? So basically the two week program essentially is what you offer. What is that? Uh, what is the cost of that?
1: So two weeks is $7,000, okay? That's 10 days, so you can figure that out. And it's, I don't go eight days, I don't go four, I've had people say I can only afford this. I'm like, you know, I have done some students in the past in one week, that's all they could get off, but I really try to qualify what you're, it's just too much mentally to give you that much information in five days. I've done it with a few, I've had some success with that, um, but it's just too much. So I'm, I'm $7,000 for a 10-day course. If you're doing advanced, um, you tell me what, what your budget is or how much time you have. We will structure that. And then sometimes I'll extend that. I've actually sent people home that I thought, hey, you know what? We're not going to go the full eight days that you thought you wanted to spend here. We're good at six. You've got the foundation. Anything more, you're just basically paying me to watch you work. So if you want to save $700 a day, so I'm, I'm really that guy. Do you understand? I mean, I, I, every student is different to me. They're all different. You can't judge them by how they look. You can't judge them by how they act. You can't judge them by their background, their language, their religion, how they dress. That It has nothing to do with performance when they get out of hood. I mean, I've had guys that I'm like, You look in your mind when you judge the outward appearance, and you go, that guy has no shot. And they're like, oh, my God, he's one of the best students I've ever trained. (laughs) I would have totally misjudged him because back in the day, Wizard wanted a certain look. They wanted athletic, pretty boys, and they wanted that whole look wearing the cuff shorts and, you know, the button down polo. And they were after a look. But that doesn't mean you could do it because you look preppy and pretty. (laughs) Gotcha. <laughs> it yeah. has something to do with your own internal drive. And do you have good physical motor skills? Are you healthy? Are your eyes good? Are your back good? Is your joints good? So, gotcha. yeah, I don't know. I got uh, off topic. That's okay, man. That's
0: okay. We, we could tell. Um, last couple of questions. Best way for someone to get a hold of you to uh, get more info? Uh,
1: cell, probably. Can I give you my cell? Absolutely.
0: Whatever you want
1: Okay. 815-341-6519. That's preferable. Or my email address is hailguy970 at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. This is kind of a fun question, not really about training, just kind of um, what you think, um, your opinion, obviously, because it's about the future. Uh, But where do you see the future of PDR going? And what are you doing to help it go that direction?
1: That's a good question, Corey. Uh, I don't see PDR going away anytime soon. I know we're dealing with a lot of hybrid uh, alloys, some of the ultra high-strength steel, some of the stuff where they're combining alloys together. I think they're gonna be more difficult to work on. We're gonna have to up our glue and our tab game and even uh, the rigidity of some of our rods. Um, But I think you're not gonna see 100% recyclable um, alloys like steel and aluminum go away. Some of the carbon fiber, some of the stuff like the Saturns, the Fieros, they all went away, okay? They weren't recyclable. They can't be imported into lots of countries because they have a half-life of a million years. So steel aluminum's going to be around. We're going to have driverless cars. They're still going to get door They're uh, still going to get wrecked. Uh, but I see the future as you need to find a niche. And I believe the hail market is getting pretty saturated in the U.S. I see the the... The wholesale market's been saturated for 25 years in most markets. I see the growth in mobile retail or brick-and-mortar retail, um, especially brick-and-mortar if you run other services with it, whether you do them or sub them out, so you can fix their wheels, so you can uh, blend their bumper, so you can put on a clear bra. Um, That's what I see as even auto malls that have been doing that in California. I'm sure you have them in Northern California. I know Irvine and uh, places in Southern Cal had those over 25 years ago. So I think you're gonna see more of that. And I think you gotta be smart and you survey your market and find where there is a demand. But I guarantee you, the public sector is still a huge market, the last frontier for growth. And uh that's where I'd recommend people going instead of everybody here in the hail market because the more that jump in, we just keep thinning down the pie. So, uh, anyway, we're going to get better and faster, and tech tools and technology and our skills get better. Uh, I don't see pricing going up for the future, and what am I doing for this? I am holding the line on trying to educate people what they're worth in this industry and educate the public. What we do is worth every bit as much, if not more, than what a body shop does because we are true pre-loss condition. So
0: that's what I stand on, and uh, thanks for the interview, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Are you looking for a job instead of starting your own paintless air repair business, or are you trying to expand your business with another technician? That's exactly why we built recruitatech.com. Visit the website to create your own job seeker or employer profile. The website is one of a kind. You can actually upload photos and videos of your work. No more paper resumes, um, all photo and video showing exactly what you can do. If you're a job seeker, you can post before and after photos and videos of your work to your potential, your potential new employer. Or if you're an employer looking for a new employee to add to the team, you can showcase what your work environment looks like and what you're looking for in an employee, all in video form. In addition, even if you're not looking for a job, for a job or an employee, you can go create a totally free profile at recruitertech.com and can potentially pick up contract work with other local technicians. So again, go check it out. Make a free profile. recruitatech.com, dot hcom dot com.